Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. Do you guys even know who this guy is right next to me? How many of you know who this guy is? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The Life Center crew knows him. So, we'll introduce him to the rest of you. Sir, what is your name? Uh, my name is Brandon Buckley. Um, where are you from? I'm from uh, Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Anybody else from West Virginia in the building tonight? West Virginia. So, like, he still literally lives there. He literally lives in West Virginia. That's where he drove from today. How long does it take you to drive? About an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Okay, anybody else? Hour and a half. Anyone? Close. Hour, right? We have an hour. Eight minutes, okay, I'm like I'm like five to seven. How long? An hour? Okay, so there's some other crazy people in here. So your parents, what I want to say to you hour plus people, you're not the only crazy people in the room. And your parents aren't the only crazy people that come to this church. Kevin does it every day. <clears throat> what? So Kevin does it every day. <laughs> Kevin does it every day, 45 to 50 minutes. Um, so we're going to do, we're just going to find out a little bit more about Brandon. So... Um, about, what was it, a year ago, Yeah, you came here for the first time. Yeah, it was a firestorm. That's a good thing. So, I didn't know anybody here, and the way I got here was kind of unusual. Kind of unusual. So I I show up uh, at firestorm, you know, because I, I come to firestorm too, because I, like, work here, and I clean up all of your people tra- your people's trash and stuff. It's, it's fun. Angry, but... <laughs> great job, great job. But no, so we, we're like, we're all like working Firestorm and we see this guy with this really sweet car and he's like parking. Any of you remember this? Luke, Ben, Kevin, you weren't here yet, were you? Uh-huh. But this guy in this like sweet WRX, anybody know who the WRX is? Yeah, yeah. yeah brothers definitely know. And he's like parking in every parking lot spot in the parking garage. Like he parks here for like a minute. And no, that's not going to be a park over here. And that's not going to be just park over here. I got here absurdly early. (laughs) Came here very early. And so we're like watching this guy, and we're all like driving and putting the parking signs out and different stuff. And we're like, what is this dude doing? And then then this guy gets out of this little tiny car, and we're like, whoa. danger zone and like flags go off and, and, and we're like okay what is what is his deal what is he going on and then so you're a little concerned because you just you know like would you just talk to him on the street and be like dude that guy could crush me with his fingers <laughs> and so but then then it got even more intense and he starts pacing the parking lot in February I work outside so it was normal it was normal <laughs> Uh, and, and so then finally we, we get to the point where it's like, okay, we're all a little bit afraid, but we're together. We'll be okay. Let's just ask him what he's, what he's doing and, and if, what's going on. He's like, start talking to Brandon and say, hey, man, what's up? What are you doing? Oh, I'm just here for the conference. It's like, it's 2.30. <laughs> that starts in about four he's not, hours. He's not kidding. I was here that early. And so... Of course, like the litmus test for, I mean, spirituality, you guys can get this, is like, well, you want to help us like change trash and stack chairs? Sure. Sure. 
All right, he's good. He's totally good. Clear. No longer terrorist threat in my heart at all. No longer afraid of what could possibly be in his car and why he's trying to park it in the most vulnerable place on the parking garage. I'm good. This guy wants to stack chairs and clean trash. We are solid. We're on the same level. I was just looking for the biggest spot. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to mess up your car. Yeah, I can not Door things. Door things. No, that's, that's no, not, no way. So, my first time ever coming to Life Center, that was your first time. My first time, I hit a car in the parking garage. I wasn't here that day. Yeah. <laughs> Why so, not surprising? Anyway, we'll get our back around to that, um, to why he ended up coming here. But really quick, I guess... Um, give us some backstory, just like 90 seconds, where you came from as far as like your family background, church background, stuff like that. Uh, my mom raised us as a Christian, and uh, it, we really didn't have any parameters of what it was, but it was all Holy Ghost led, it was, it was uh, gifts of the Spirit, everything else. But we, I tried going to churches on my own, my mom had no luck with churches where we lived because in that way, and but we had such a reality of what the Holy Spirit was. We just kind of basically did church on our own. So it was it was a little bit different. And then when you get around people that don't flow in the Spirit or even follow the Spirit, it gets very difficult to have a conversation about God because they're just going to church on Sunday and you're talking about a relationship, and that just doesn't doesn't seem to sit well with some people. So. Uh, you know, I ended up bouncing around from church to church trying to find a place that followed the Spirit. And then um, I, I looked all over where I lived. And I, like I said, I, I stumbled on the firestorm. And I came back for a normal Sunday. And I've been coming back ever since. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. So, what's the fastest you've ever made it here? Hour and a half. How many horsepower does your car have, and what's the fastest you've ever made here? 333 horsepower, and about an hour and 15 minutes. And what's GPS? That's an hour and 45. Ooh. So that's a half hour. Dude, you're like average. If you're going like an average traffic speed over the course of like 40 miles, I say you could like shave three minutes off. No. This was an average of doing 90 the whole year. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was running late. <laughs> the guy who shows up at 2.30 for a 6.30 conference was running late. <laughs> so it was like 3.45. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so what's the biggest fine you've ever paid for getting here to church late? This, this year? Late. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ooh. What state? Maryland. Oh, Maryland. They always get you. They always get you. So I don't go that fast every Sunday now. I make sure I leave early. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, two quick stories about your journeys up here. Number one was the fine story. What was that? How was that like? Uh, well, uh, actually, there was two different situations there. But the one that was the most memorable was uh, I was on the way here. I was running late. And I ended up... I ended up, uh, the guy ended up pulling me over. He actually just gave me a, basically like a failure to sign, to pay attention to a sign. So it was a very low. Dude. It was like a one point fine. It was like nothing to it. And you were going how fast? 90 something. <laughs> <laughs> I was following somebody else going faster, and then he 
usually it's the same thing? It wasn't. <laughs> they so, got you first. Just because you're following somebody going fast doesn't mean you won't get caught. Uh, life lesson, number one, if you learn nothing else tonight. They see you because they can catch you first. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. And the guy that pulled me over, he's like, where are you going in a hurry? I said, I'm going to church. I'm somewhere just outside of Frederick. And he goes, well, where's, where's church? I was like, Harrisburg. He goes, why are you driving to Harrisburg for church? I was like, because it's worth it. And I said, it's, you know, it's a good church. He goes, oh, he goes, are you part of the band? I'm, no. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we're sitting there and we're talking, and he said, uh, he's like, um, he goes, well, I used to, I used to lead worship at my church. We had to be there an hour early. And I'm like, like okay. And I'm just trying to say yes. I'm just trying to play it cool, you know. I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but as long as he's smiling and chatting, this is good for me. So, so he goes, well, I'll just write you up for failure, fail to obey sign and. I was like, okay, sweet. That was uh, that was not the two hundred ninety dollar fine. That was like almost nothing. That's so rad. Oh, that's so good. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. There was some grace there. Well, okay. So here's the other thing. So flashback to what we were talking about first. The thing that first got you up here. How did you even find out about this place? Well, I work at the airport at Dallas Airport down in Virginia, and uh, a lot of and I load international Wi-Fi planes. In between planes, we have a lot of time. So I found myself uh, watching YouTube a lot and looking at different things. So in the course of me watching YouTube, I found myself listening to testimonies, which led me to Brian. And uh, I don't listen to corn, but I'd heard the stories of the news and everything, other media. So I was like, oh, I was curious about his testimony and the other guy in the band, Feldy. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching testimonies of them and I stumbled upon this video. So these guys are in... Uh, a band that I used to listen to when I was totally not a Christian, really intense, probably close to, I don't know about demonic, but they were like super, super gnarly. They not, about, with, not excited about Jesus. They travel with a lot of shady, shady, shady characters. So, and then they, the testimony he's talking about is that they, two of them got saved. Yeah. And um, so I was really interested because here's these guys who are pretty unusual looking and they're Christian. And that was kind of what drew me to the idea of Okay, what's the story behind it? And um, I, I, I was scrolling through the, the testimonies, and I came across this one. It wasn't even, the subtitle wasn't even in English, but I recognized the guys. And I started to watch it, and this is actually the clip that I saw. And it was just, let's watch it. Bobby. Oh, here we are. Here we are, right here. Can't get any better than this. Led by the Spirit. What's up, y'all? Wow. How'd we end up out here? Is this the line to get in? Yeah. Is this the line to get in? Here, go. Anybody need a healing? Awesome. Hey, listen, guys. Before you go, right to before the you point. go up in there, like, listen. Listen. Me, Ryan, and Fieldy, and me, we want to pray for you right now as you're going through. Regardless of what you believe, okay? Is that alright? Yep. So we're just going to go through and pray for you. Any, who, who in here needs healing in their body? Anybody need healing, healing right now? Anybody oh, that needs physical healing right now? Come on! I'm serious. You don't have to believe. We'll just pray for you. Jesus will touch you. Alright? Is, is it your back? Is it your neck? Yes. Kidney? That's easy. So Father, we thank you in Jesus' name because we're forgiven. So that's the stain of that stuff. All right? Let's pray. Okay. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Go. 
God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Liver, we command you be healed right now. Father, I thank you for a brand new liver. Awesome. Thank you. So good. Come on. Jesus. Huh? So Come on, man. 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 Come on, what ended up happening was, you know, everybody knows YouTube, you look in the side marker and you see the other videos. And I found another video where it was like, I think this is the same guy. And I started watching it. And it was just kind of radical because then I just kind of got a little bit addicted. Like anybody who first sees this guy for the first time, they're like, what in the world is this? And like, why don't I have this in my life? I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I'm like, I don't walk like this. So, you know, I just got destroyed. I mean, that guy there, he's an atheist. And let's see what happens this time. No way. Okay. So you got to see this, dude. Come here. I'm going to show you something. Come here. Okay. Sit right there. Sit. Sit. Yep, sit. And sit back some. Put your butt back on the stage. Like, sit back on the stage. Like, sit back a little bit more. Okay. So. Bless you, man. All right. So, which side are you at? Bless you, too. Okay. All right. So, how long ago did you break? Oh, okay. So you got pain. Let's go down your leg. Okay. All right. So take your pants and hike them up a little bit. All right. So I'm gonna put your legs together. All right. All right. So when when you look at you already went you've gone to chiropractors and doctors and all that. They tell your legs they tell your legs shorter. Your one leg shorter than the other one. And throws you back out. Okay. So regardless of. Like, well, yeah, no matter what. Like, take your toes and so bring your heels together. No, but look, you can see your feet. Do you see your feet? Yeah. Just let it, I'll hold them. Just relax. I got you. Don't try to hold them up. So, okay. So if you see this leg, it's longer than the other one. And because of with back injuries and stuff, a lot of times it throws your legs out. So what I'll do, regardless of what you believe, I'm going to pray for you. And Jesus is going to grow your leg out and heal your back. You don't even have to believe it. So you get into okay. the weirdest place of belief that you want. You can unbelieve as much as you want. And God's going to grow your leg out and heal your back. I promise. Okay? So, because regardless of where someone's heart is, his love for you is bigger. Like, I know because I got shot at, I was that guy. You know what I mean? Okay. So, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Left leg, I command you grow right now. Jesus' name. Look at it. See it? Whoa. Look at that. Do you guys see that right there? Yes. It's longer now than the other one. So, Father, I thank you for a brand new back, God. I thank you that it's not about religion. It's about Jesus. It's not about religion. It's not about just a building. It's about Jesus, man. Jesus, I thank you for a brand new back. Father, thank you that all the pain would leave his back, that every bit would be healed. So, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that his back will be made whole. God, I ask you to bless this man, overwhelm him with your goodness, God, because he is awesome. He loves me and he loves you, bro. Promise, man. Look at that. Stand up and check your back, man. I'm serious, dude. Broke fixed Joe. Broke fixed Joe. What does it feel like right now? Can you bend? Can you bend over and check and see? Like, I mean, as far as like... 
Any pain at all? No. None. Okay, so time will tell, man. But I just can't. Come on. I'm not like That's out good. here to say you. Crazy. So you stood back and you're looking for who this new member of porn is. Well, we didn't see people grow legs in my house. Let's just clarify. That. Yeah. But, you know, the, the whole word of knowledge and praying for people. But I was just like, I identified with what was going on, and I'd never seen anybody do this out in public or anywhere else, or any church I'd ever been to. So I'm like, who's this guy? And I start rolling down through the, the YouTube side channels, and I, I find out it's Todd. Look up his schedule. I look him up online and figure he's he's that popular. He must be have a schedule of some kind of sorts of speaking. I see he's speaking at Firestorm. So I'm like, I just sign up. Because this last the last year or so, I've been just found myself searching for something. And I didn't know what it was until I started watching this guy. And I realized that what it was that I was looking for was what submit, submit means and be submissive and submit to the Lord. Because I didn't, I, or surrender, sorry, surrender to the Lord. Because I didn't, I surrendered my life as a Christian probably when I was seven because I was afraid of the dark. But the truth of the matter is, it didn't Anybody have a, else? It, it didn't have a reality in my life until I got, you know, much older. It's, it's, there was something missing in my walk with walking with him. And I mean, I heard the Lord and I had dreams and visions and stuff. But it was just, there was something missing. And when I started to watch this guy, I was like, there's something he's got that I'm missing. I don't want to be taught, I and mean, that's not the case, but I knew that there's something he possessed that I wanted to figure out how to find. And that's where my heart was drawn, and then I came to Firestorm. Jeez. That's crazy. That's such a good story. So the, the theme this month is get real, right? And so Brandon was sitting there, like at work, using his time that he had in between loading planes that were going to international places, and like just found this thing online, and was like, that's, if that's real, then I want some of that. If that's real, I want some of that. And so so tell us a little bit more about like, so you come here last February, that's over a year ago now, you came again to this firestorm, and um, instead of being threatened by him, he now walks around with a security badge at all our conferences to scare other people from doing bad things, which is pretty great turnaround. <laughs> but what, what kind of things have been going on like on the outside since from like that has come from that place of like inward surrender and, and what well, you've been Well doing. see the thing is is before last year, before that, I, at work I nobody knew I was a Christian. Obviously like by appearances I would not come across as somebody who goes to church. But you know, nobody knew. So when I was at work, they always saw it was this guy. You know, this all whatever. And um, so I never shared what I believed, I never whatever, and through watching these videos, I ended up, uh, the Lord was really working on me to just stop paying attention to everybody else and focus on him, and it was like, I'm, I'm in this certain office and people are walking in and out, and what ended up happening was, is I started losing the care of what other people thought Jeez. in my environment, because I work around a whole bunch of different people, a whole different nationalities and beliefs, so it was just... It was just a place of just, he just, it was almost like he had put me with blinders on and just to talk and just to, just to, just didn't matter what people were saying, coming in and out. And then um, it, it was really big to, to get over that fear of people because I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't be sitting up here right now talking to you in front of people if it wasn't for this last year and, and getting into this place because I am, I'm the guy that usually sat in the back. I'm the guy that sat in the corner, you know, just off to the side, not being seen. 
So, I mean, for me to sit here right now and not be in a complete meltdown mode, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so how many of you guys, go ahead, that is good. How many of you guys have ever been afraid to talk to your friend about Jesus? Right? Me too. How did that, like, we're, we're looking at someone who was exactly where you are and has dealt with that in a really real way, and then how did that start to change? Like, what was, like, one of the first times you kind of, like, crept out of your skin or out of your shell just, like, a little bit? Well, the thing was is people were coming to that office that I sit in, and they would start, they, they started noticing what I was watching, and they started noticing that the way I was acting was changing. And in that, they started, every once in a while, somebody would come in and sit down and just start asking me obscure questions. And they were somewhat loaded, and it was just like, I just kind of was like, okay, Lord, what here? And literally, the question would be anything from what do you do when somebody wants to punch you in the face to how do I deal with this person, you know, in a different situation. And um, it was just interesting how the Lord led these conversations to, uh, to help these people. And I, I wasn't really looking for it. They, they came in there looking for answers. And it's just amazed me how hungry the people I work with were. And, and you know... It was really humbling because there's so many people out there that don't know what they're looking for. And they don't realize that you are the only thing that they can find that's close to what they're looking for. So everybody carries this. Everybody, who, everybody who's here carries him. And whether you realize or not, you affect the environment you're in. And I mean, the, uh, the, the, I had this one guy, was, he, um, he came and sat down in his chair there was somebody else in the room with me at the time, and he closed the door behind the guy who left, and he sat down and he said, I have this situation. He went through this whole story, and it was really amazing. And at the end of it, um, I didn't understand his background, but what ended up happening was is this guy was actually an atheist. He had this supernatural calendar of the Lord, and he had no idea what it was. And he just happens to sit down in this room and knows he needs to talk to me about it. I mean, where does that come from? I mean, that's, that's just like, you could have talked to anybody else in the room, but you knew to come in here and talk to me. It was just weird, like, you had the right answer. And not that I have the right answer, but, I, you know, it was just interesting that that conversation came here because he had no idea what he was going through. And it's just, it's just been wild. This whole last year has just been wild, ever since Firestorm last year. So I just want to point out, like, it, it's hunger. It started with hunger in Brandon's heart. It's Christian, I mean... Like, I'm looking around the room, I'm looking at some of you guys who are new Christians, some of you guys who have been Christians for a long time and have grown up in a family of Christians, and you go like, okay, yeah, like, I, I'm a Christian, and I'm glad that I can serve the Lord in my own heart, in my own way, all that stuff, but I'm not one of those guys who does evangelism or who tells people about Jesus, or, or I'm not some Todd White or whatever person or whoever you want to pick. And then you you kind of take yourself out of the game by, by saying that stuff or by, by looking at yourself that way. And what, what you're hearing is a testimony of somebody who was in that place who got hungry. And because he got hungry, the, the, that like spiritual atmosphere around him started to change where things weren't about him striving to try to pull somebody to Jesus. There was like, a, there was like almost like a whirlwind of, of hunger, if you want to say it like that, if I can say it like that, that people were all of a sudden coming to him and just saying, I need to talk to you about this, or hey, what's that video about? Or hey, what, what can you tell me about? How can I deal with this person? Or dude, I almost got into a fight. What can I do? All of a sudden, they start seeking counsel from one who's filled with the, the wonderful counselor. You know what I mean? Because you've all of a sudden taken your, your, your game, if you want, 
to the next level of, of a place where you're really hungering after God and he said he would fill you and people can feel it. And then all of a sudden evangelism becomes easy. Can you share um, the story, the Walmart story? The Walmart, recent one. The Walmart story or the Hoops The one? The one with the girl, recent. The girl? Yeah. Okay, this was kind of weird. I, well, we shop, <laughs> we shop uh, at Walmart every two weeks for a normal big grocery shopping, and I, I'm the one who usually does it. We have this one girl at Walmart who to check out, and um, she wears all goth stuff, and she's real dark, and she, you know, she's goth. Everybody knows what goth is, right? Yeah. The dark clothes, the whatever. And um, so I get in her line, and I'm literally like, I'm like, okay, Lord, whatever. You know, it's kind of the, the aspect of trying to seek everything out with whatever Lord here. And uh, it's very a matter of surrender, fact. right? <laughs> it's surrender. It's like, all right, whatever, we're going with it. But um, so I'm sitting I'm sitting there loading my belt up at Walmart, and I can finally get up there. I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's like, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like having a rough time. I'm like, oh, not sleeping so well? And she goes, no. I was like, having bad dreams, huh? She goes, yeah. She goes, uh, I was like, uh, something's chasing those dreams, isn't it? She goes, yeah. She's like, and, uh, she doesn't realize what's going on. I do. I'm like, where in the world is this coming from? You know, this is like, I'm like, I get a word of knowledge here. I'm leading the conversation. And I just don't even know what, you know. So she starts opening up to me. She starts like, yeah, just the Lord's been chasing me. I'm like, well, the Lord. I mean, this girl's wearing all goth. I'm thinking, okay, this is strange. And uh, she she proceeds to tell me that she, um, she, she had, uh, I don't know if I should say that. Okay, she was raped um, a while back, and she's trying to close doors in her life that are that keep coming up. And I'm just like, I'm just a guy checking out at Walmart. This woman is literally pouring her heart out. And it was just humbling. And it was like, okay, Lord, what are you here? And I kind of shared with her part of Todd's testimony where he got shot at and this and the other. And, and, um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, but he's not your normal guy. You know, he has dreads and this and the other. She goes, I hate when people judge people. And she looks at herself, you know, like, look at me. And I was like, well, I get the same thing, the bald head, the goatee. I said, but I love it. Because nobody nobody expects to hear Jesus out of a guy that looks like this. So it's kind of cool. So, and, and so we were talking a little bit longer. And um, I'm trying to remember what the conversation was. You, you, you were already finished checking out, and you're still talking oh, to her while sorry. somebody else is starting. You're just telling her about it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're sitting there talking and everything else, and, and she ends up, uh, I said, well, I'll pray for you. And, you know, I didn't do the pray for her at the spot because there's, there's a pile of people behind us. And um, she kept talking to me, and I, she's working on the next person. And she just really wanted to talk, and I, I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, okay, we'll see you next time. But, you know, Here's the thing. I, I've gone through that line several times with that girl. And, you know, there was one time that I came through and I bought the new Cast of Crown CD when it came out. And she goes, oh, they're so anointed. I thought she was being sarcastic. Well, in the middle of this, also in the middle of this conversation with her, also in the middle of this conversation with her, she goes, yeah, I was saved when I was, I was saved in 1976. And I was like, really? You know, it blew me away because I didn't expect her to say that she was saved. I thought the other way was the direction she was going. So... You never know. You never know where people are. You never know, you know, what they're into. Right. So you really get out of yourself and, and go jump off that cliff. Yeah. I think it's just so awesome that, like, God has given you, like, opportunities when when your heart cry was surrender. You know, and that, like, this whole thing about being, like, getting real and everything and, like, the suit, seeing the superhero in you, it all, all comes down to that, that real thing where you're like, God, 
live through me, be in me, you know what I mean, and, and flow through me, and it's, it becomes a lot less hassle. Like, how many of you like to do your homework when your mom comes in and says, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework, or clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. Gabe, you're awesome, high five, air five, nice. But like, the nagging, like, how many of you would love to serve a nagging Jesus? Oh, like, it even talks about it in Proverbs, like, leaky bosses, like a naggy spouse or whatever it says, you know, it's just like, it's not even, doesn't sound fun, but Jesus, with like, with God and with your relationship with him, things start as an invitation. Come to me, all who are thirsty, come to me, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who, all who are hungry, and you will be filled. Come to me, you know, and everything starts as this invitation that we are, we are like, not pressured or, or whatever into, but it's like this thing that's like, do you want more? Do you want to go? Do you want to go deeper? Do you want to, like, do you want this, like, kind of experiences or whatever? It was like, you see Todd praying for people, and you're like, I've seen that around my house, but I've never seen anybody do that at a corn concert before. And you go like, man, that would be awesome if I could do that for my friends. Man, that would be awesome if I could do this for, for, like, my family, if your family's not saved. Man, that'd be awesome if I could just be like that at Walmart, wherever I'm at. And it comes, it doesn't come down to necessarily, like, this place where you're like, oh, crap, there's somebody in a wheelchair. I've got to pray for him or else, or else I'm not a Christian anymore. And you're like, God, I surrender. God, I surrender. You live through me. God, I surrender. You love through me. And all of a sudden, Nate Goodyear is got a friend who's driving to school one morning and he goes, dude, how do you do the Christian thing? How do you do the Christian thing? How do you, how do you do that? And it's just like, da, 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 walking right through the door. This is so awesome and easy. And you just live this life, right, of surrender out and you live this life hungry and it, it automatically, I feel like, just is like a runway for God to come and do things in your life. Okay, and it's not to say that, like, like another, like, the Navy story. The Navy story. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Real quick. Nice. Okay, real 90 quick. 90-second version. Oh, 90-second version. I work at the airport. We got that down pat, right? So we have maintenance guys that work on airplanes. Well, we also get, a lot of times, we get a plane comes in. There's strollers for children, so we got to take the strollers up. And as I'm getting ready to go through the door with the stroller, there's the maintenance guy that's working that gate, working that flight. Just before I open the door, I hear he's in the Navy. I was like, okay, man. You know, don't know what it means. And, but the opportunity, it's not the most opportune time to have this conversation. We get done dumping the airplane, uh, taking the bags off. He gets done what he's doing. He's coming off. We just happen to be going the same direction at the same time. And I said, hey, can I ask you a question? He goes, what's that? I said, are you in the Navy? He goes, yes. I was like, hmm, cool. <laughs> but the thing is, is I, you know, like, you know, you always hear the thing of just open your mouth and he'll speak. Well, I was like, well, that's all I got. Jesus loves you. Okay, see you later. Yeah, right. And that's kind of like, you know, he knows you're in the Navy and he loves you. He goes, that's awesome. And he went his way and I went my way. So it was just, it was just a simple act of just saying, I got something and, you know, say it. Yeah. So sometimes it's like that too, where you're just like, okay, I said I was surrendered. You just told me something. I'm going for it. The other night at dinner, I... Tried, tried something that totally bombed on the bar waitress, and I was like, okay, oh well, don't know where that was coming from, but at least I went for it, and it was really fun. Okay, sorry. Well then. What else?
else should we say? Okay. <coughs> well, the thing is, is you know, you don't know, who, you don't know who you're going to affect with the conversations you're going to have, and you don't know who's watching you with the things, that, how you react to things. I, I was not really the best person before. I would, you know, tend to be loose cannon at work, and um, like I said, people see the things that change your life, and um, it, it, it amazes me that, to to hear somebody else say that goes. They come to talk to you, and they're talking to you about their most personal stuff. And you're so blindsided by them feeling so comfortable to talk to you. But the thing is, is everybody needs something to to, to bounce off of what, what they're fighting inside themselves. And they're looking for that peace that you carry because you believe. So good. Um, one of the things that happened recently was is I, I've been trying to do this, like, you know, the whole getting out of your box thing or stepping out or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll, you know, I want to get, I realized that in my life I need to jump off a cliff in order to go to the next level, get outside of myself. And in doing that, I, I'm like, okay, Lord, how do you step out? You know, I've tried and failed. <laughs> but um, I was listening to somebody and they said, you know, the, the biggest thing is to be available. And and I was, and I heard this right before I went to a store. This is like almost at 12 o'clock at night on the way home from work. And, um, I just heard it says be available. So I, I literally just said, Lord, what does available look like? And because, you know, we know what the word means, but what does it look like? So I go into the store, and my wife had given me this text message with my list. And she said something about sliced strawberries in a tupper. I'm going, what is this? So I figure it's in the canned fruit aisle. So I'm walking through the canned fruit aisle. I'm looking at everything on the lot. Applesauce, strawberries, you know where? There's a guy next to me. Now, mind you, this is 12 o'clock at night. The guy next to me, he's just kind of looking at the shelf, and I, whatever. And um, he looks, he, he's like, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And I was like, this isn't working. Sure. Put it back in my pocket. And he goes, he goes why well, I got to ask you a guy question? I said, okay. This is really strange. See, that's the kind of stuff you say to Brandon Bunkley when he seems to get shirt. Yeah, that's a guy right there. I'm going to ask him. Well, well, he's asking a guy question for the canned fruit. I'm like, really, where is this going? So, anyhow, we're sitting there, and he goes, well, when a girl says, I need space, what does that mean? And I was like, real life. Uh, okay, how did she say it? She yelled it at me. Space. I said, if she said it nicely at it, you've got no chance. So she said, give you some space. She yelled, just, just back off. And he started to walk away. And I heard that available. You know, that, that kind of tug on my heart. I'm like, wait a second, come here. I said, can I pray for you before you leave? And he said, sure. And he just goes and puts his arm on my shoulder. I'm like, okay. And I put, I put my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> And I was like, Lord, just bless him in his relationships, bless him in his decisions, come on. And, uh, and, and, and while I'm praying for this kid, I see the school. And I said, Lord, bless him in his schoolwork and bless him whatever is challenging him in school. And just had this whole word about his school. And, and uh, you know, it, and, and, then, and then he went on his way. He goes, man, thanks a lot. I was like, are you even in school? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, cool. So, I, you know, he was 20-something. So if there was any chance he could have been or not. So... He went his merry way, and as soon as he walked away, I heard the Lord go, oh, by the way, the sliced strawberries that you want, they're over in the fresh food aisle on the refrigerator. Come on! That's my Jesus right there. That is Jesus. And I'm like, you couldn't tell me that before? He goes, I needed you here. Come on. So that's being available. You know, being available is not being where you want to be all the time. Sometimes it's the wrong place for a moment to get to the right place. So 
That'll be good. Okay, last thing. Is there anything else you want to say to students, like where they're at right now, or do we want to just pray? Something that keeps you going, something that inspires you, something that, anything like that. This church has um, affected me greatly because when I came here for Firestorm for the first time by myself, no, knew nobody here. I'm walking around this place and I'm seeing people praying for people. I'm seeing unusual stuff considered by you know the normal church people. And this is what I grew up as normal. But it wasn't what I ever saw normal in any church. So I'm literally walking around and I hear the Lord go, This is what normal looks this is what normal should look like. So the environment you guys are blessed to be in. You don't find this anywhere. I mean, it's, it's very far and few in between. And, there, and I'm not the only one that drives this far. There's people that drive a lot further than I do. So, they drive slower than we do. <laughs> Let's be real. Well, there may be that. So, what I just want to say is that just, just, I mean, this place is so awesome. I just hope everybody really appreciates what's going on here because this is such a special environment with such good, solid leadership and solid people. And, uh, you know, it's awesome. Give it for Grant. Well, hey, we still want to pray for you. Like, specifically, um, if you guys have questions um, for him about, like, if this really hits you and you're like, dude, I would love to, like, to do that. I would love to be available. I would love to surrender. I would love to seek God. Like, give me words of knowledge for people. I'd love to take that jump off the cliff. Then just come grab him afterwards. Um, and we'll just hang up here or wherever, or like go grab a snack or whatever, and we can just grab him in the room and talk to him. Feel free to ask him any questions. But we just want to pray. Um, yeah, bro. Just going to pray. Trenton's ready. I love it. It's, it's like freaking conference for Trenton. I love it. Um, but I'm just going to ask Brandon to pray. So why don't you guys stand up? We'll just pray like a general prayer over our whole crew here. Cool. Ooh, yeah. then, then we won't be done right away. So stay with me after we say amen, okay? It'll be like another 10 seconds after that. Got it? With me? Go for it. We're going to pray now. Father, I pray you bless these, uh, these guys, and I pray, Lord, that you, that you just open their hearts up to, to know who they are. I pray, Lord, that when, when they, they see things in themselves, don't get too impatient with them not happening right away. Because like the things that were said over my life when I was young, it took years and years and even decades for me to get my heart right to where it needed to be to, to walk this thing out. And I just pray, Lord, to just, just keep it still in their heart who they are, who you love about them. Yes. And I thank you, Lord, for loving on these kids and, and loving on their, their, their lives and their choices. And I pray, Lord, you bless them as they go out throughout their days and throughout their schools. God, thank you for this man. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his family. Dude, laying on of hands on the go team, that is real life. That is real life. I pray you would anoint it. Uh, God, I pray, yeah, literally, pour oil out over his life. Favor, favor of the Lord, God, we pray, on, on uh, Brandon's life. In Jesus' name, God, I pray um, that you would, you would shield him from uh, radars and all kinds of speed traps and, and sticky situations on the interstate. In Jesus' name. Uh, God, I pray that you would increase, you would double 
his availability. You would double his surrender. You would double his gifting. You would double his word of knowledge, God. You would double even healing power and, and even like just wisdom to give to people. I pray that you would you would connect him. Uh, you would keep him connected connected to you as the fountain, and he would be able to pour out from that place. Um, in Jesus' name, Amen. This podcast was recorded live at Wednesday Night Youth Meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.